0: So, Andy, we did this. We are the ones that put this upon us. (laughs) We got a donation.
1: Yeah, we did. And now I think that means that each of us gets a chance to try to say a particular name. Uh, Yeah, we got
0: a donation from
1: Rick Famuiwa. Yes. (laughs) Rick Famuiwa. Famuiwa. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much for your donation, Rick Famuyiwa. <laughs> uh, I hope, yes. hope you direct many more episodes in
1: the future. Yes. Thank and you, Rick Famuyiwa.
0: Mm-hmm, director of episode one, season three. <laughs> executive producer of the whole series. Um, it actually, the donation came from Danny Mandel. Yes, it did. Under the name yes. Rick Famuyiwa. <laughs> Has anybody called you the Andy Lorian yet? No. Oh, okay. Ever. Yeah, but there, um, there Listeners people, of the show I would love for now. you to troll Andy Yeah, please troll Andy at work And call yes. him the Andy Yeah, uh, If you could <laughs> We have some listeners at work So uh, yeah Exactly, that. if there's any way that I could get somebody <laughs> Random in your life to call you the Andy Lorian At some point in time
1: Yeah, do they need, to, do, they, do, they need do they need proof to share back with you?
0: <laughs> they're going to need to bring back Some of the living waters Yeah, they're going to have to figure out a way to show me proof
1: or get a video uh from r5 recorded i'll take it whatever they need (laughs) whatever they do andy are you ready yes i'm ready to convert one
0: hour long so this episode of this podcast should be three and a half hours long (laughs) guys are you ready for chapter 19 the epic (laughs) the convert yes directed by lee isaac chung not a good place to start i gotta tell you this if you're starting at the mandalorian (laughs) now you're lost because yeah. you start at the beginning of the end of episode two. So you're like, oh, OK, they're in the dark in front of yeah. a puddle. As we know, as watchers, this is the living waters. And they just got out yep. and they just saw a mythosaur and Bo-Katan. Well,
1: they, I think, is not the appropriate uh, classification here, Aaron.
0: Oh, exactly. Bo- you're right. You're Bo-Katan right.
1: And saw. Bo-Katan asks, she goes, hey, did you see any yeah, any w- things in there? I will say this really, really quick. So from last episode, we, you and I were going back and forth on whether or not Bo, or whether or not from Bo's perspective, uh, Din fell in or he was pulled in. Yes. And they sh- they purposely show a shot in the recap that uh-huh. shows a break, like a major chunk of the steps missing, that's around where um, where Din is. That like drop when she jumps in, you can see there's just like this major chunk, and so. I'm I'm still the recap is trying to be like, hey, he fell in and, uh, and and so he falls in, she gets him out and now they're doing the recap and he doesn't. He, so Bo saw the mythosaur, but apparently Din did not. To not. I mean,
0: she asked directly, She go, hey, you see anything in there? And he was like, no, you know, just normal living water stuff,
1: you know, just doing my regular thing. Yeah. And so, so what do you think if Grogu's first words is she be lying? <laughs> because you would think that Grogu, we're getting some little bits and pieces of Grogu being force sensitive uh, mm-hmm. um, and sensing danger. And and so I would think that Grogu would have been aware of the mythosaur, but, you know, obviously we don't have any like soundtrack here for.
0: Yeah. You know, I like to think of Grogu as kind of like a Kawhi Leonard, you know, yeah. not many words, just sort of watching, just <laughs> knows what he has to do next. <laughs> yeah no no doesn't uh, like to do press conferences doesn't do the junket he goes okay all right if y'all go out, I want to go in the water yeah whatever <laughs> i mean because yeah, grogu no. kind of she tries to say this is the way in this episode which is cute yeah uh so yeah so they clear that it's like bo the only one that really knows that it's in there i watched so many recaps i don't even know who said this but someone said that they believe that the waters are once much more shallow and yes. That this is like a result of the bombing, that now the foundation's much much but, more giving.
1: Bo says and be- that in, in the yeah. in part of the dialogue, right? That the. Yeah. The, the, but the Not bombs- as direct as I'm
0: saying, but yeah, yeah, but like there's that. And like they think, because that's where I'm getting at next. There's the theory now that underneath the living waters was where the mythosaurus layer was. And now it's just directly exposed to the living waters as time has gone on and the waters just spend there and been bombed.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, which is like the the is is uncovered this in essence.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which makes me wonder if the living waters were important because the methasaur was underneath there. Maybe somebody knew once upon a time. What we all know that that's all one now and they're going to get out of town because they did what they needed to do. Didn't got his water sample. That's what his proof was, was just a little vial of water. Super cool. Love it. And then uh, they're up in Bo's ship and they're like, ah, tie interceptors. Yeah. You know, like I mean, I'm jumping around I guess, a little bit because they. She's like, "I would give you a feast, but you know your helmet." And he's like, "We're not taking our helmets off. We just got wet. You know, like <laughs> we can't do this again. Let's get out of here." Oh no, there's tie interceptors. They go straight into a battle. Yeah. tie interceptors, of course, have been around as early as Star Wars. Yes, well, and first
1: first appearance, uh, first appearance on screen, they're in the they're in the second Death Star battle in uh, Return of the Jedi, uh, and then we see them in uh, we see them in Rebels as well. I think Ryan Airy pointed out that if you want to lay out the timeline, they first appeared yeah. in Rebels, but they're definitely one of the the cooler vari- TIE variations. And yeah. I loved hearing, like, I loved hearing that scream as they approach, and really cool for to sure. See
0: them. Now, I don't think I've ever seen a squad of only TIE interceptors without some TIE fighters in it. It seems like I've always thought of them as sort of the the managers of the TIE fighters because it looked like they would be sort of the leader of the squad.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, there is a there if you see one of the head-on shots when um, when the Millennium Falcon is coming in to battle for uh, revenge or for I keep saying revenge is Jedi, I shouldn't say that uh, old time Andy. Return, uh, in Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Jedi is a totally different movie. You you can see though that the that the, the interceptors are together, like they're flying, yeah, like maybe a six ship squadron. So there may be like sort of tie interceptor be- deals. Yeah. I did not train at the academy, so I can't really give you a definitive answer. But you're right. We d- use we usually kind of see them as sort of a one-off at least mm-hmm. in games right we're seeing them as like one or two within uh within a, a sort of squadron of like of like, like eight or ten regular yeah. yeah the regular ties
0: yeah they're kind of the first chair of the bunch as somebody currently living in amist uh the stay housing i'm not allowed to give too much information about totally. how they fly <laughs> <laughs> we're able to see uh din go for the back the rear gun yeah on bo-katan's ship which i had heard about yeah and like it's appeared it's been in the cartoons before it's shot out the back but it's cool to see it in live action that they kept that true they just it's almost like they did just enough for the people who have seen the cartoons to be like yeah and then Din's like "Ah, i'm gonna get the end one
1: yeah well and then the other thing too targeting uh, it's cool to see the targeting systems um in Katan's ship in the gauntlet um because they kind of have that um they kind of have that new hope era um, and they match the Clone Wars era, kind of yeah. uh, the way that they're they're circular designs, and then there's different uh the different patterns for when they're a lock, when they're not a lock. And so it definitely is cool to see that piece. And then the idea that, you know, get me back to my ship, uh, because I, I, I can support from that. And then I have that like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, is she gonna land to let him out? And then I'm like, oh no, 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 that's not how Mandalorians operate. Yeah,
0: he's got a jetpack. Yeah. Come on, it's not it's like you haven't even heard the MC Chris song.
1: <laughs> it is. It is almost like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. And yeah, so he goes and gets the N1 because it is literally built for this kind of dog fighting. Totally. Which as a fan of season two of Is This the Way, uh you'll know how much I enjoy good dog fighting top gun-like sequences.
1: Yes, yes, you would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he jumps on the N1, immediately calls for goose. Yes. and he he goes through the tie interceptors easier than he should have but enough that we're like oh this is a fun acting sequence
1: yeah no i i mean i think that you know the the thing that was cool to me was that you know we we got a lot of um we got a lot of complaints about the volume not necessarily showing off um the epicness in obi-wan and really all of the sequences for the dogfights and everything for this episode, I think, were amazing. And to, to imagine that the, you're seeing this in sort of like a regular streaming series is to me like kind of one of those pinch me moments. Like, yeah, that's true. Amaz- this is amazing, and this is the kind of thing for it would a TV norm- show. Yeah, yeah exactly. Normally, have to go to the cinema for.
0: Yeah, this is what I would expect out of an Airwolf movie, not a Star Wars television Absolutely. show. One
1: hundred percent. John, Michael and then of Vincent, course, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> And so at that
0: point we got the Thai interceptors and a couple Thai bombers going through, and they decide, you know what? Let's bomb, uh, let's bomb Bo katans yeah. house. So they take
1: down her temple. Not cool, guys. Yeah, not and, cool. But you shouldn't be scugging off Imperial warlords.
0: Yeah, these mud scuggers. <laughs> <laughs> was it no mud scuffers? What she called them when they Muts, went down. Yeah. yeah
1: she called them mud scuffers. But she's I just went ahead the... and bombed it yeah i love the uh that we get scugging again i i think we've this is not the first appearance of scugging but uh but yeah um so you know this is uh the din's response to that is, is amazing you know they they seem to take uh they take offense to stealing their uh their imperial or to their their federal ships or what it, what it oh i mean I, anyway din has the line that is like you know yeah maybe uh maybe you deserve this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and now she's uh, I mean, this, of course, is remnant of the Night of a Thousand Tears. Yeah. She got some PTSD going with that. And yeah. now she's homeless yet again. She's unhoused. She's unhoused. My apologies. I'll yes. edit that out. <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, oh, all right, well, I know a place to go. And they hyperdrive out of there because there's only but more Interceptors, of course. Yeah. like a Like a hive of bees. But also, As some Star Wars fans know, TIE Fighters and TIE Interceptors don't have warp drive. They can't go into hyperspace. And so where are they coming from, Andy?
1: Well, Aaron, we don't make speculations on This Is The Way podcasts. That's right. We don't know. That
0: is a question that we should have in our head. Yes. It's going to be answered in the next couple episodes. I'm
1: sure we have no answers. But where are they coming from, Andy? They're probably coming from a very large ship. (laughs) <laughs> that's i would say so
0: yes yeah so we got to find out where the bees hive is um yeah, that's and- an analogy no there's no actual bees or hives in star wars
1: yeah and and like so for a lot, of, a lot of folks will i mean will know this from the regular ties but the regular ties um you know they don't have hyperdrives. that's one of the things that is a cue that there's a space station where they are in new hope right and the same is true here for the tie interceptors. To my knowledge, don't have hyperdrives. I think the only tie that had a hyperdrive was the defender, which never, I think, went into full production. Uh, so the tie bombers, you know, all of these are coming from some, um, you know, local some... source. Yeah. Which...
0: And so, yeah, so that's the that's the question we were looking for in the next couple episodes. Yep. Is uh, where would they come from? We don't get that at all. This episode, so nope. sorry to bring up a question that we won't get answered. Yeah, but. That is what I'm thinking as they're taking off, and like Din's like, I know a place we can take you. Yeah. But and, and then all of a sudden cheers. Yeah, now they're at Cheers. They're in Boston, America, <laughs> United States. Somewhere where everyone
1: knows Din's name. <laughs> Which happens to be a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> Which unfortunately is apostate, but um, yeah, yeah, it is. I I do love uh I do love the line. Uh, this will be a lot easier if you keep your helmet on. Uh, as mm-hmm. they're approaching, right? And uh, Yeah,
0: well, that's the next part, because they we get bookended with Mandalorians. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry.
0: I know, I know. There's a, stuff that's... I wanted to talk about with the Waters, too, We you're like, but that's the end of yeah, the that's episode. That's true,
1: that's true. And, you know, Aaron, this is one of those moments where Din learned some generosity from uh, Boba Fett, where Boba Fett would just give away a whole episode <laughs> of his yeah. show to Din, and so the kindness here of Din to give away part of his episode to Dr. Pershing... Yeah. Um, exactly this is really more pershing's episode than it, anything it really is uh and, and that is amusing to me not to, to no end
0: i wish that we could have like the law and order sound uh yeah. for when we like get away from the mandalorian and go straight into dr pershing <laughs> if we could just a... do
1: yeah no you know like coruscant coruscant yes and uh and then and who, who knew that we would see the Opera House again from Revenge of the Sith? And, yeah. And who knew there was Space Ted? Yeah,
0: there's Space Ted Talks.
1: Yeah, there's Space Ted Talks. I mean, I think it was
0: great because I recognized Coruscant immediately. Yep. But of course, I was second doubting myself. I was like, does this just place look like Coruscant? Like, it looks yeah. too much like Coruscant. And then, of course, we got some of like the space taxis like we saw. Re- and I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is Coruscant for sure. We're in that room that from Re- uh, Revenge of the Sith. Was Revenge of the Sith? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Episode two. Revenge
1: of the Sith. And in the outside, uh, you know, the outside shot of it is the same. The you know, sort of the interiors are the same, mm-hmm. and then you know, the the actual uh, room inside is the same, which I thought was yeah. kind of a nice little uh, thing. But but I had that moment where we know that from lore that the New Republic rotated its capital between a couple different systems so that there wouldn't be sort of a centralized power, but uh, so we're seeing kind of a New Republic, or we're seeing someone in a in New Republic uniform with a New Republic clip and badge, Yeah, you know, sort of approaching. And so there, this could have been Hosnian Prime. I think a lot of people were, were sort of betting on this, having been Hosnian Prime, but it is Coruscant.
0: For sure. And he's up there giving his
1: dino DNA talk. Where yeah. He's just like,
0: <laughs> I believe we can be cloning and cloning well and just like patchwork, take the best of some and the yeah. best of others and put it together. And you're like, oh, cool. I remember last season, this experiment was kind of starting to happen yep. on Navarro. And so we were like, oh, no, wait a second. This is good and bad. This is yes. this is crazy. I also, for some reason, assumed he was dead. He's very much not. Yeah. Um, he's got a scar in his ear now that we watched him get, I believe, episode eight of last season, maybe episode seven.
1: It was um, it was Cara June shot. Yeah, it was chapter yeah. 15. It was cha- so chapter 15. 15, that's it. Yeah. So it would have been episode 8 in season 2. Cardoon has has the shot that grazes him uh and and so He's got, got the scar now. Yeah, he's got that scar. He he pauses for his the emotional part of his speech and then touches that, which I thought was a, a nice Well, every time feel. he seems to be at a
0: crossroads, he touches his ear and yes. then makes the wrong decision. Yes. Which is kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Cuz it's almost like like 2 Face with the coin mm-hmm. he touches his ear and he's like do i do the right thing or the wrong thing and it's like ah yeah. the wrong thing sounds fun yeah. so here we <laughs> go he goes out in the lobby talks to the local long Kalmari as you do
1: yeah well on the way in really quick um for so i don't know if you're going to call attention to this but but um he's he's talking to someone very um sort of fever pitched and he is talking about um the the casts. And these are strand casts they're a type of clone this the, the casts rejected uh the initial trials and so he's trying to um he's trying before the the rich groupies get a hold of him and derail the information he's he's trying to talk to someone about his actual research and so yeah. we've got a little bit of of lore that that hooks back into right quill talks about um quill talks about having seen strand casts before and that Grogu is you know clearly not a strand cast and then mm-hmm. uh, we have the navarro episode where we see the cast off uh, clones that are in the tanks and uh and so there's so anyway it's a little bit of a, a, a nod. which did
0: not look like a successful treatment but yeah. it did look like uh, some attempts yeah. and so we are seeing him really trying to put this to work and him trying to appeal to his new leaders that this could be some technology worth getting into and researching
1: well, and i think too for us at least is it's it's a motivating aspect of of how he has not let go of this regardless you know we're we haven't seen you know at this point we're let like, go know, of it he's trying to pitch it yeah he's pitching it like he is like full venture bro like here's yeah. you know here's my startup um uh, yeah and, and the people in the lobby
0: are like can you call me you know, like they like they're all yeah. about the cloning because they want to have thems forever.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and it, there is a there is an interesting aspect here. I and, mean, you know, we've gotten a little bit of sort of of intrigue, I would say, or diplomatic uh, shenanigans in Obi-Wan with Bail Organa and Leia and, you know, like how people don't care about what's going on in, in the Republic or what's leading up to becomes, you know, the Empire and so here we are. We're in the New Republic, and it sort of is like, you know, same indifference, I guess, that we've gotten as a thread all the way through the prequels. You know, the in in ba- you know in with Bail the episodes with Bale on um, Alderon, in Obi Wan, and and so I I don't know. I, like, if you take away the fact that you're watching the Mandal, the, that you're you're watching the show called The Mandalorian, and, it, and it's not Din. Uh, mm-hmm. It was really cool to see the different pieces that they had put together in that part of the episode. Well,
0: yeah, well, it was like a me and myself where they called it the Andalorian. <laughs> it definitely had a very Andor tone to this whole episode, yes. but I thought it was great for it. Uh, yeah, and so then we got Dr. Pershing going to his taxi and there's this white protocol droid that's sort of showing him around. Yeah. And I do enjoy that the protocol droid is staring right at him and he's like, keep your eyes on the road, please. Yeah even though it could very easily he have the technology that could be fine it still yeah. made him very uncomfortable
1: i just think it's great right like you know oh, like, loved the, it. it's it's a ni- nice little nod and then um, that droid uh, that droid really matches closely the ralph McQuarrie concept art for um, for c3po which is you know in essence kind of like inspired by the the droid in Metop- in metropolis um, but and and then i think we've seen i think we've seen that model of droid in in clone wars for a, diff- you know, a bunch of different tasks, but I did love the "I'm going to make small talk with you." And clearly, Doctor Pershing doesn't have the setting on his space crescent Uber to like not have small talk, and yeah. so he gets like all of the small talk and all the different little pieces where he can go the hyperdrive museum, the different uh, hologram, the hologram zoo, and a bunch of other things. So, yeah, which
0: is great. He but he's still riding high
1: on his talk. Although yeah. what we
0: don't really know until we get there is. He's getting dropped off at the Amnesty housing, so he's yeah. kind of in a halfway home.
1: Yeah, he is. He's in a halfway home, like full. Yeah, on. we
0: thought he was like full on a big deal, and we're like, oh no, he's in a halfway home trying to make his way back up in the world. Yeah, yeah. He and he goes
1: not Tony Stark, which it no, looks like at the very beginning, like you're. Like, yeah, oh he does look like Tony Stark. Like but, this is like the Tony Stark of Star Wars, and then you're like, no, no, he's not like, at all. He's like a level below Cyril from Andrew.
0: <sighs> yeah. Exactly that, and then he's like going to the common area of the amsty housing to talk to their other people, where we find out they're all numbers. They don't have names yeah. anymore. They've erased their names.
1: They've given them that?
0: numbers. Um, I mean, I know it's supposed to be Nazi-ish, but it's very Nazi-ish. Show. I.
1: It was a little off-putting to be like, well, it's, okay, it's actually. So, so the interesting thing is like this: it's not supposed to be Nazi-ish, right? This like, it's like they were in. They were part of the Third Reich and now we're trying yeah. to rehabilitate them. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, the things that the U.S. did in in Operation Paperclip and things like that. But the U.S. didn't like make those people have numbers for their names.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. Yeah. But they're like totally
1: wiping away
0: yeah. everything before these, like their, their whole life before.
1: Yeah. So they've reassigned, you know, very much in this, you know, the reintegration, they've reassigned them new names. Which I thought was interesting.
0: Yeah, he recognizes somebody at the table.
1: Yeah. Because didn't think
0: I'd recognize somebody from Moff Gideon's ship. Yeah. Which uh
1: also seems like if you're
0: getting to the point that you're losing your name and you're a number, throwing around other people's names might not be the brightest idea. Yeah. But there they are. And it, you know, and uh she I she, she didn't have her name yet, but her name's okay. Aliyah Kane is what we learn later on in the episode. Spoiler for the rest of the episode, guys. We're gonna call her Aliyah for the rest of the show
1: <laughs> we are yeah and so and really at this point i hope you've seen the episode <laughs> so we're not really spoiling anything we're just yeah giving you a detail sooner than it appeared in the yeah panel.
0: because i don't i didn't write
1: down her number i wrote down her name g68 i think was her number thank so, you andy so lord Lf- have mercy l52 is his is scientist l52 and then she's like officer g58 or g68 sorry
0: yeah. And so she's from the previous season. They had a couple things where they looked at each other, no actual words between them. Yeah. And she's like, Oh yeah. 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 I was on Moff Gideon ship. What do you guys miss about Moff Gideon ship? And of course we all miss the biscuits, yeah. you know, everybody misses the biscuits. It's the answer everyone gives.
1: Yeah. Who wouldn't miss the travel biscuits, right? Yeah. I mean, now that's the next thing. Like, you guys are like
0: oh the disneyland ride for this the disneyland ride for that And i'm like no the concession stands need travel biscuits
1: they need travel biscuits they need to have the little imperial cog on there uh, yeah and then you know if you were evil aaron which like, i am which travel biscuit would you like the shortbread cookie andy <laughs> the butter
0: flavored one please
1: perfect
0: yeah duh
1: <laughs> I, I really did like the, the that whole scene of the oh hey we're gonna we're gonna pull you into the fold mm-hmm. and you know it def, it definitely had that former war service kind of quality you know, yeah what do you miss from you know the times that you have you know in the you know when you were deployed kind of a deal what if he was like how,
0: what do I miss the screams of the innocent really I miss that the, the most. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be a sign that you would have to go back to the reintegration academy, Aaron.
0: Yeah. And they're like, I'm okay, sure why don't you just go to your
1: room? I'm sure, I'm sure your robot parole officer would <laughs> would redirect you after you shared that one.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I heard you missed the screams of the innocent, like, oh, oh my god. Every night I do. Yes. If we can get a white noise machine for that, so I can go to bed at night. <laughs> At least some droid torture, something.
1: I got. We get we get this reintroduction, so we get the high of Dr. Pershing at his mm-hmm. space TED talk. We get this deal where he's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm I've got a, my private car," and then he's dropped off at sanctioned state housing, basically. Yeah, exactly,
0: and then they like, you know, it's going to even
1: house. be better is
0: when we see his job. Cause you're like, well, at least yeah. he's going to be a scientist. He introduced himself as a scientist. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, he does data entry for science yeah. now. And he's doing data entry for what seems like the experiments he was working on. Something like that, right? I mean, yeah, the- it's definitely within that realm. It doesn't look like it's, he doesn't talk about it like it's directly his work, but it definitely is something of that realm where it's like, oh, no, he is talking about his department
1: yeah well and i also like so you know we get to his uh we get to his cubicle right yeah um we get we get this notion of like it's like he's looking at um old school microfish. did you ever see microfish? the library where they're on these like small they're like you know all of the newspapers are on this like yeah thing he's like so if you notice he like pulls his eyes up to what looks like kind of a um what looks like a telescope or you know microscope of some sort and then he pulls back and he makes comments about it, right? And Not yeah. in this, the first sequence we see. But I think that means that he's like, he's those things they bring him are actual like some sort of Star Wars version of like microfish. They're like data records. Yeah. And then there was an R5 droid that like delivered more to him. And I yeah. wanted the R5 droid
0: to be like, oh, I miss the Moff <laughs> Gideon's <laughs> recharge
1: stations. You know, like I wanted some yeah. sort of reconditioning for the droids as well. But did you notice that it was uh, accent color was yellow?
0: I did notice that its color was yellow.
1: And and Dr. Pershing likes the yellow travel biscuits.
0: So that's probably the same thing.
1: Yeah, same thing. But I don't
0: recall any yellow
1: R5 droids. Yeah, I don't either. Um, yeah, exactly.
0: I was like, if it was like a grayer or like a black one, I would be like, oh, maybe. But yeah. it's like, oh, no, this seems pretty pedestrian.
1: Yeah. And then, by the way, the the uh, the guy who comes up in the mail, whoever is the equivalent of the mail guy who pops up and, and yeah. delivers him more stuff, wishes him a happy Bindu day. And so someone's going to ask us this. And just so we can deliver Bindu day is the fifth and final day of the Star Wars week. Apparently there are five days in a week in the mm-hmm. standard calendar for uh, Coruscant. So uh, this is you know, Bindu Day is uh,
0: so two days after Tong's Day. Like you're
1: telling me. Yes, two day two days after <laughs> Tong's Day.
0: On um, Bindu Day, you turn your clocks up an hour. Uh, I made that up. That's that, <laughs> totally not true. But, but also, if anybody wants to put that on Wikipedia, I uh, totally go for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you move your clocks up one hour. <laughs> so we get to that point. Let's see. And then they go on a little Star Wars date, is what I have next. Is uh, a yeah. yeah. And Dr. Pershing go out and they, she's, she kind of makes it seem like she's giving him the rundown. Like, let me tell you what it's like yeah. here on Coruscant. But like, it's kind of more like, let me test your comfort levels, where you're at, and how manipulative I can be towards you. Yeah. And like, she wants to like see where his curiosity is and how controllable he is. Yes. So super cool. Super, super cool. Like it a lot. Into it. I mean, I did notice that even on the first watch where I was like, why is she doing a lot of not trustworthy things? You know, like Mm -hmm. she's constantly like checking his boundaries and then there is, of course, like look, here's the big rock. This is like the top mountain point of Coruscant where it built over the whole planet, which for those that don't know a lot about Coruscant, it is many layers of city the whole planet is city Yes. and there's many layers like an onion that they just keep adding and adding and adding on and so the top part of that mountain is the last part you can actually see
1: and it's the and only s- part that is un- uh, of the surface of Coruscant that is uncovered
0: yeah which I don't believe they've shown in anything else they made it seem really big and important which sounds super cool as somebody who just finished the Lego Star Wars is it, oh, is, I was,
1: it, is it important in Lego Star Wars?
0: That. No, I, I'm oh, saying okay. I haven't seen it, and I've been running around Coruscant for the last week. You know, like yeah.
1: So in the special edition, in the special edition t- the, of the of I think episode six, so Return of the Jedi, they might cut to an area where that square is like in the background, but the mountain peak isn't there. But it is in Clone. I World. know
0: that square,
1: but I don't know the mountain peak. Is what? Yeah, the, the mountain peak is is in some of the different animated.
0: But I would hope that the mountain peak is going to show up more and more in other things as we go back to Coruscant because it's very cool. And I like that historically as a thing that they go to. And he's like, Can we touch it? And she's like, Of course you can, stupid. We all touch it. And then when he gets close to touching it, a droid's like, What are you thinking? (laughs) You can't touch this. Get out of here. I'm taking your fizz pop.
1: Also, a new concession item, right? Yeah, I wouldn't mind having one of those. Although it looks hard as a rock. It does not look fun. <laughs> it does not look fun. Like, no. That looks like $20 that I want back.
0: Yeah, it looks like a ring pop that just is too big. It's like six ring pops together. And you're like, nobody wants this. <laughs> Maybe if I was five, but I'm not. There's no way I'd finish that. But it is cool to see the mountaintop. It is. Uh, I like the droid that's me if i was in the star wars galaxy is like hey you know the rules buddy yeah i didn't
1: know the rules what do you do now get out of here scram well i thought the thing you would call out in here is the chakarone the winged chakarone appearance
0: uh (laughs) (laughs) love a good lizard
1: listen (laughs) listeners will not know this detail but aaron had a frilled neck lizard that was Mm -hmm. like that would flay out its uh its whatever they are the side things of its neck much like the
0: dilophysaur from jurassic park
1: yes it would (laughs) yeah it had a headdress
0: that would open up when he would or she would open up her jaw yeah and so like even when she was just chewing it would be like going in and out it was kind of cool
1: it it was it was super super cool and aaron entrusted me to feed chakarone at one point yeah that was the that was the frilled neck's uh, lizard's name chacarone mm-hmm. and uh somewhere i have a video <laughs> of of chacarone eating uh uh eating crickets
0: yeah yeah you have to put the crickets in a protein powder yes because chacarone was gaining <laughs> so
1: <laughs> so anyway i just was like when i saw that i was like oh my god this is like a moment for Aaron. uh <laughs> and then i no, literally- i was
0: looking i was looking at the untrustworthy girl i was like
1: why is she doing this oh you were i know you were like you're like this is all all sorts of boundary violations and i'm like hey look at the magician who's got the lizard Uh, which by the way
0: i did try to look up who the magician was
1: and ryan airy give credit where credit's due ryan airy in screen crush says that uh the magician is the cinematographer for this episode um oh he, he may have credited somebody from from twitter on that but um, but Ryan Airy does call out that it is it is the cinematographer, cinematographer. That's great. I haven't seen, seen,
0: seen Ryan Airy's episode on this yet, yeah. but I also, that's funny, I was looking up, I went straight to Doc Easton, who does magic at Disneyland. Okay, yeah. Where I was like, you can just pull him out, right? <laughs> exactly. Because he's also got a big fluffy <laughs> face. So that was cool to see a little bit of uh, Star Wars close-up magic.
1: Yeah, I liked it.
0: Yeah, so now after the, oh, also the important thing on the date is that girl kept being like, you know, if you were able to get some stuff and continue yeah. your research you should go ahead and not listen to what they're saying and research 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 you know like
1: and this is like quintessential bad advice right this is yeah. like somebody telling you that you should follow your dreams no matter what right this is like oh my god my passion is cloning and you're like oh my god you should totally keep that up even if it is against the law you should yeah, totally, exactly you should totally do that that is the synopsis of this scene Basically, that's
0: 100% what it is like,
1: (laughs) but it's so against the law, but you're so good at it. Oh, my gosh. They just don't understand how amazing you are yet. And uh, and that's what's missing. Right. Is this motivational? uh, Think it, be it, uh, uh, you know, fake it till you make it. And unfortunately,
0: well, I mean, he's (laughs) attempted to make it many times and it hasn't worked in his favor, but he does believe that there is a positive of the cloning. Totally. Oh oh Lord, how that's a discussion that can be an hour in itself. Um, and so then we cut to him talking to the rehab droid. Yes. Where the rehab droid is like, "Do you like it here?" (laughs) You know, like
1: (laughs) (laughs) who I refer to as his space parole officer. Yeah, it is a
0: (laughs) definitely parolee, where it was just like, it reminded me of uh, Star Trek, when Spock would have to go to the machine, be like, "How do you feel?" Yes. And so, like, it was just the "How do you feel, robot." Which uh, at first, I just thought it was just basic. And then when he like had a little bit of conversation back and forth, yeah, are like, hey, just quick question. Can I clone here? You know, like, like...
1: Hypothetically. That is illegal. You're like, all right,
0: all right, all right. Just
1: checking. Just wanted to for, see. Yeah, asking for a friend. Let's just say I happen to have a
0: clone that I'm trying to make another clone of in my closet. Would I get in a lot of trouble or a little bit of trouble? And the robot's, like, illegal. And so he was like,
1: all right, that's t- 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 totally cool. Totally illegal. I would never You're do like, the worst therapy. therapist ever.
0: Yeah, I um, <laughs> totally love it here. It's the best not-cloning facility I've been at my whole life. Not his words. Those are mine. Uh, <laughs> and then he goes back to his data entry job where he's like, hey, you know, I could, we could not destroy this. This is yeah. being destroyed. We could keep it. And we could build on this. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about cloning again. And you're like, you mean everything you've talked about in every scene? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about cloning more. And uh, we could really do this. And the mailman was like, I mean, you'd have to ask special permission. I don't even know where you'd ask. I'm not even sure anyone as low as us has even got such a thing.
1: You could do a C-1023, but I don't even know how somebody on the amnesty program would put that forward. Yeah, exactly. Which <laughs> I think it's good advice. Is uh, might be barking too high up the tree. You've
0: seen you're in a halfway house, you're asking for illegal drugs.
1: Yeah, basically, you've seen uh, you've seen Brazil, right? Uh, like some of the different pieces in there about the you know 10 24 stroke, whatever be blah blah blah. Like mm-hmm. there's a little bit of of uh, Brazil vibes, I think, in that
0: heavy Brazil vibes. I actually got a DM. From a friend on Instagram, I was like, "So what'd you think of Brazil today?" And I was like, "What is he talking about?"
1: I was like, yeah. "Did America play
0: Brazil In no, no World no. Baseball <laughs> Classic?" And then it hit me. I was like, "Oh, he's talking about the Star Wars episode."
1: Yeah, yeah, and like you know, the, the, this episode too, you know, has huge crossovers to uh, Cyril Carn's uh, job in Andor. If you know, if you haven't seen that, you know, very
0: much, and would I, would I recommend. But heavy um, Blade Runner vibes, heavy yeah. Brazil
1: vibes yeah so dystopian future is definitely uh, on offer
0: yeah and so when he was like i don't even know how you get the paperwork yeah. we cut straight to pershing knocking on elia's door to be like let's get that lab yeah and she was like i thought you'd never ask right and then like they go and take off to a train station yeah. where people are looking at them weird but not doing anything and she's like i think it's because you're nervous but I think it's because they already know what's all happening. I think everyone knows exactly what's happening. You know, they go into the train, which is a heavy Rick and Morty vibe, to uh, see the big guy just waiting there. And happy Tong's Day! Oh yes, it's Happy Tong's Day.
1: <laughs> Tong's Day.
0: Am I right? <laughs> That's
1: it. <laughs> it's all about delivery, Aaron. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right. Oof! Another Tong's Day. And then the Ticket Ripper Droid shows up. <laughs>
1: Well, we didn't point out Tongs Day is, is the, the middle, Wednesday. Is the yeah. middle or the Wednesday. We did say astute listeners will have figured that out with Bindu Day being the final and fifth day. Yeah. And Tong's Day being two days before. But yeah, it's the Wednesday of the week. In case you weren't scoring at home, Tong's Day is the Wednesday.
0: Yeah, but the way she talks about it, like it's
1: Monday. Yeah, it, it really is. Case case of the Tongs Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It is a case of the Tongs Day. Ticket ripper droids are great. They yes. need your tickets, and they like run from it from train to train.
1: Did you love that when the droid wanted to extend the bridge? He actually typed into his chest plate. I did love that. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna need
0: a little extra bridge here."
1: Yeah, I was like, very oh, Star Trekky. That was amazing to me. That like you needed he needed to have like a physical deal on the front of him that like you know like as a droid he uh-huh. can't just activate that from within his own circuitry he has to like type that into the outside
0: yeah um, and then the two bridges were able to reach
1: yeah that it's was like an old cool. robert Schmeichel joke right which one of these <laughs> buttons calls your mom like yeah uh, exactly <laughs> <laughs> so like which one of these buttons extends the bridge
0: <laughs> yeah exactly well you found it there's a code for it Boop, 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 boop,
1: boop, boop. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> 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 this is this is great that we've gotten back to data noises, uh, uh, fax machine, and and modem noises. <laughs> yeah, I love modem noises.
0: <laughs> it's the genre of music that a lot of kids <laughs> listen to now, Andy. <laughs> it
1: is, because
0: they didn't grow up with it as modems, so they just yeah. have that now as CDs.
1: It's a they don't have CDs.
0: Yeah. That's got to be a Spotify channel. Modem Noises. I'm going to have to look that up now. If someone put a beat behind Modem Noises, I think I might listen.
1: I really hope so. If not, music idea.
0: Yeah, exactly. Ah, This is going to be the most unenjoyable (laughs) billion dollars I'll ever make.
1: (laughs) They run out of trains. (laughs) They run out
0: of trains. (laughs) Ticket Droid no longer cares about tickets. Yeah. He's kind of chasing them down.
1: Chicken droid is Yeah, and
0: she's like, well, we can just jump off this train. It's moving incredibly fast.
1: Yeah. do you think and they behold, were going to wait so, the, so you can hear the, you can I hear thought, the announcement? Yeah. I thought they this were they're they're going to wait until a station.
0: I, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. That they were going to get a train station and jump off then like yeah. any orphan, yes. like any little rascal would do. Yeah. But no, <laughs> they did not little rascal this at all
1: no they went full on hobo super dave
0: osborne it was crazy it was still at like full speed it didn't even hit the brakes yet they jumped off the train and they jumped onto a a perfectly placed crash pad if you know anything about production (laughs) it's a six foot blue crash pad they just jumped on like oh good we're here exactly where we need to be
1: Did you notice over the shoulder, over Dr. Persing's shoulder, there is like a pallet and it looks like a pallet of crash pad pads folded like stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's all I looked at. I used to rent those
0: for a living. I was like, (laughs) they didn't even dress it up.
1: Yeah, it's like right there. You're like, yeah, it's like an in canon reference to crash pads. Boom. Yeah, they just put the crash pads right there. You're just like, (laughs) I can't believe it. They had to make the
0: whole shot black and white. Otherwise, you'd see how bright blue those are. They must have it in their thing where they weren't allowed to paint it. And they're like, we'll just fix it in post. You know, where you're like, yeah, you could have made that anything. You're Star Wars.
1: (laughs) They're like, did you see our dog fight? We've... we've... (laughs) Yeah, we've ran out of money. We've ran out. We're over budget.
0: Much like Michael Vick, dog fighting has taken all of our money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna stay though i (laughs) that's gonna
0: stay (laughs) if michael vick is listening i'm very sorry we lost you as a listener i'll take it out for
1: five dollars in memos um (laughs) so we've gotten off the train no one is following them i thought for sure we were gonna have like a t-1000 moment where the ticket tried was gonna jump off like with them and like catch them in midair I think we were going to get the droid to be like, all right, well, where's your ticket then?
0: You know, like yeah. some what? kind of moment. No, we've left the train. We're not going back to the train. No,
1: they're now in the Star Destroyer graveyard. They are, they which is dismantling. cool. Dismantling. And this is a thing that we saw in the teaser trailers. Yeah. And really, you know, in, in essence, we didn't really know how we were going to end up here, but they had this, you know, shot of one of the Star Destroyers that's being decommissioned. Um, the, the storyline in canon here is not only are they decommissioning the Star Destroyers from the Empire, but they're decommissioning a lot of the Republic fleet uh, as well.
0: Yeah, so, both sides of the war they're just yeah. putting these things like they're decommissioning, they're just leaving them there Yeah, because there's nothing left in them for people to really like, I mean they say that, but there's stuff in there.
1: Well, Elia makes the comment that that there's no reason to, to guard it because it's been disabled, meaning that it, it can't fly yeah. away. But you're right. There's stuff in there.
0: Yeah, like but somebody on a it.
1: desert planet would love to go through that and dig out all yeah, the Yeah,
0: as things. a human Jawa, I would just move in.
1: Yeah, totally. Wouldn't you?
0: Yes. <laughs> there she was ate that's where she got the biscuits from, she says. So yeah. you're like, so there's still food on there enough for a city of people that has expiration dates yeah. for how long all of this space, no noise. Yeah. That's my dream neighborhood, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) No HOA. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no HOA.
0: (laughs) I didn't, it's not like it was drippy. There wasn't like a plant problem. There was no infestation that I saw of any kind.
1: Well, there there was a whole rat's nest of wires. Did you see that on the uh, floor? I did appreciate that. So
0: what? I have a rat's nest of wires right here next to me here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I feel at home.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is perfect. I bet you there's a room full of just different people's like uniforms I could wear. Yeah. So if anyone does come in, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, officer. You're like, yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> Utini, get out of here. <laughs> but she takes him right to a lab. They start just picking at things. Yeah. You know, it didn't seem like it was his lab. It was just a lab and they're just grabbing at the thing. Get all the things you need. Come on, buddy. It's like supermarket sweep, but for Star Wars.
1: Well, and you have this moment where, you know, Assuming that things don't play out the way that they would play out, right? Yeah. If he got all this stuff home, he's going to clone in his, like, government housing?
0: Yeah, like in this closet. He's going <laughs> to hang
1: with clones upside down, have a light coming from the bottom, going up. I just, like, that was, to me, like, one of these kind of things where, you know... Well, he- see, that's funny. You were like,
0: how's he going to get this to his place? I'm like, he's not going to get this onto the train.
1: Yeah. Well, he's going to
0: sit on the train next to all kinds of stuff to clone people, and no one's going to be like, hey. Yeah. You're how still, you're it nowhere back? near, yeah, you're not, you're not by a train station. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, I don't know how he's getting this back. I thought that was the rest of the episode was he he's going to smuggle this. Yeah. Because it's it's well, a lot there, of
1: stuff. There's like a moment when they're like, you know, going around with their flashlights in the ship, and I'm like, this could be like Space X-Files. Like yeah. Dr. Pershing and Alaya Kane can be our Star Wars version of Mulder and Scully. And I'm like, sign me up for that show, Disney Plus. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, how's this gonna work? And then we realize, well, guess what? Uh the police. It's not, it's not yeah, the work. police showed up <laughs> and they're like,
0: Hey, we're here to arrest you. And only you,
1: Dr. Yes. Pershing. And
0: then Alaya moves
1: to the other side. Well, did you, did you have this moment where you were like, when they're on the train and you're like, okay, you just were at space Ted and you imagine like, nobody's going to recognize you. And so he's, you know, he's all nervous and we see the Republic guard at the train station and stuff. And you're like, okay, well, I guess, you know, he was hobnobbing with like the elite and like, you know, for probably what the first 10 years, nobody really paid attention to Ted anyway. So, but I had that moment. I I wasn't thinking that as much as I was like, if you recognize top scientist you're not like why is he going on a train he can do whatever he
0: wants he's a scientist
1: he can- yeah okay all right um, i was just kind of like i was like how did you think you were gonna get you know you put on your cool like you know your, your cool decker blade runner uh, inspired mm-hmm. jacket so we know you're gonna do some cool espionage shit sure and then and then i had that you know kind of like how is he not going to get recognized uh and then i realized well that's a that's a minor flaw in comparison to the like how are you actually going to conduct fl- cloning at your house and you already pointed out the very streetwise thing which is dude if you had to jump off the train to get here how are you getting back
0: yeah yeah like i don't know how he's gonna do a train stop but yeah doesn't I matter plant out this easter egg that i loved okay so the newer public officer that was like we're arresting you and only you is played by a guy named matt launter he played he played a new rebel officer in season one yes he did in the exact same uniform yes and And famously voices anakin skywalker
1: he did and guess what he was left alive by din jaren
0: yep and so that all ties together
1: that is cool yeah, that's the highlight
0: of the Easter eggs for this episode for me. Th- Good night, everybody. That's the end of the show.
1: <laughs> Thank See you, you so much.
0: <laughs> that's what we're doing. <laughs> so we find out a lie a traitor, and it's a very Miriam Barry moment, you know? Yeah. She set me up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I love the, uh, I got, or it was a trap. Uh, you know, someone yelling at Amon Calamari. Uh. Uh, uh, it's a trap. Yeah, no, that's yeah. the next
0: scene I love. Yeah, they oh, so okay. they end yeah, up yeah. at the
1: reconditioning
0: center yeah. where Amon Calamari is using a mind flares device, which looks like a giant CAT scan. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, set up. It was a trap. Amon Calamari are like, there's only one trap in this universe. <laughs> it belongs to us. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> No, that is very nice that there is a monkey Kilmar. He's like, it was, it was a trap. I was set up. I was set up. <laughs> and he's like, this Mind Flare thing is going to destroy my whole brain. He's like, oh, no, we set the levels way low. It's more like a brain massage. It's totally good.
1: <laughs> i found it quite enjoyable yeah you're like well you still talk very weird um <laughs> i'm just here in a fish suit
0: <laughs> yeah exactly did you start as a fish suit or did you start as a human because maybe this is the thing i should be worried about yeah like and also like mon Calamari's brains aren't the same as human brains so how am uh, i to details. know that this is yeah no i was not happy with that as a result you know like I was like hey I'm not sure this should be used on humans Because I use this to torture people Only but two years ago Um, (laughs) Oh yeah I invented these torture devices I don't want to be in one They're like
1: I loved it I found it it quite enjoyable (laughs) It cracked
0: my toes you're like okay
1: (laughs) There will be some mild different lights And flashes Don't be alarmed (laughs) Yeah they still put them in it And he got
0: the light show We gotta see the light show and then Alaya was like told she could leave and she was like, I actually Want to stay, and they leave her there by herself, which doesn't make any sense to me.
1: It's as it's as negligent as Bob and Doug McKenzie having access to electric shock (laughs) equipment.
0: I mean, this was literally electric shock.
1: Yeah, no, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. thing. (laughs) We wouldn't have to do this. We wouldn't have to jumpstart you like this if you would stick to your 12-step maintenance program. But oh no, you got to do cloning. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh,
0: he just can't help himself but clone people. You know how he is when you put him alone. <laughs> you think this is the only one of him? He's got two
1: more roommates just like him. Oh, really? And and what they're missing here is the, the chance to have a spin-off, a multiplicity Star Wars spin-off with Dr. Pershing and Elijah Kane. I'm just, I'm just telling you, man. That's it's so
0: funny. I made a multiplicity joke yesterday. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Where I just said that Pedro Pascal's playing so many roles in so many tv shows i'm watching he may as well make multiplicity at this
1: point (laughs) that's perfect it's way better than mine but uh
0: yeah but no but that would be great if it was just this is the beginning to the star wars multiplicities
1: yeah if i had uh, more photoshop skills i would do a multiplicity poster with dr pershing
0: yeah just so many pershings pershing to the multiplicity person (laughs) and so you know like so she turns it all the way up she turns it to 11 she goes all the way to 11 yeah she takes it to 11 then you see where he uh gets a little more light although it doesn't look any less intense
1: no i mean the 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 one thing though that you will notice is the like the shock bindings that are between the, the u and the helmet they put on him yeah they change from blue to red when she goes into like the danger zone and so we get these like red ba, 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 ba. we get these red oh. associations with her right she's got her like space yeah. is red and she likes the red travel biscuits and she turns it all the way up and she talks until she's too loud like an m night Shyamalan movie yeah she's totally. just read everything yeah <laughs>
0: But like I thought that, you know, you get more screaming or something or yeah. even scarier less if he just went yeah. limp. But no, it's kind of he's showing the same acting job. It's like no one told him that it's intensifying yeah. at nobody, the moment.
1: Nobody told him his key. No, no
0: director told him that they're going to yeah. CGI some more lights in there. <laughs> and so. She's like really happy with, to turn it up and she's like, oh, you know what? This would be good with a biscuit.
1: And so we see her eating a biscuit. <laughs> it being well, evil. Man. Yeah you're being evil i suggest biscuits
0: guys if you're being evil you can go to promo code being evil
1: <laughs> at evilbiscuits.com 50% off i really and wish s- that evilbiscuits.com was our sponsor <laughs> yeah
0: they <laughs> got 16 new flavors we
1: got pork fish lady eggs <laughs> uh arctic spider oh gross <laughs> cold spider
0: <laughs> and then of course regular green cookie from the school <laughs> Of course. <laughs> why not that's that's the tasty one and then so that's the end of that story for them for now yeah but this is very important if we're gonna go in the direction of a thrawn or yeah um I'm trying to remember who the Disney villain was. Snoke.
1: Yes. So yeah, well, going it, it, and we 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 sort of we we like kind of popped around and and gave some impressions around that first amnesty, um, the first sort of courtyard where everybody's like hanging out and having drinks. Um, when Moff Gideon comes up and the fact that uh, that Officer uh, G68 he re- he recognizes her from the ship. There's sort of a boogeyman vibe to Moff Gideon where they seemed to say something to the effect that he was hooked up he was hooked up to a mind flayer uh similar to what we end up seeing being the fate of pershing but yeah this is the first mentioning of moff gideon really like yeah we have a lot we don't know what happened to him is what we get from that like he may have escaped you know and so there's like some notion that you know he might be like out there and, and sort of out of custody again.
0: Yeah. And to be fair, the other two seasons he was not in the first half of either season Yep, just shows up and takes over the storyline in great ways. Yep. Can't wait for more Moff Gideon. i happy they brought him up. Yeah. Uh, so
1: we're teasing about, you know, who, who could be behind the squadron of Thai interceptors and Thai mm-hmm. bombers, you know, could be, could be the, the big man, in, the big man in blue skin. But it could also be uh, Moff Gideon. A, a re uh, a uh, we don't do we don't do we fantasy don't. booking. No, we don't.
0: But those are two possibilities. Yep. Both great possibilities for storylines. So now we're back with the Mandalorian, Bo Katan. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, I happen to know this cave where we've been keeping all the Mandalorians.
1: <laughs> this is where we hang out.
0: Yeah, this is actually where they shot uh, Episode One, Season Three. The first <laughs> scene was shot here." <laughs> She was like, oh weird. That's crazy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, watch out for the dinosaur turtles. <laughs> watch lizards.
1: For, yeah, don't don't go in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they show
1: up. Is um which Vizla? Paz, Paz Vizsla. Paz Vizsla's yeah. there. Yep. Which and is he's looking like he's looking like, you know, like somebody's dad who's mad that you're that somebody's arriving late. Yeah, well, he knows Pocatan. Yeah. Yes, he does.
0: And so, so they have a little bit. I don't want to say a face off. There is a little bit of staring, a couple lines yeah. back and forth, but it's only really a knot that they spend so much time together in Rebels. It, they don't really get too deep into.
1: Well, well, so, so his character, so Paz is in the back. We, we don't see Paz in, in Rebels, right? But, or not, or not, sorry, Rebels, but in, um we don't see Paz in Clone Wars, the Death Watch stuff. That was previously, who we think, mm, oh, we sorry, think so I was is funny. his. Yeah, we think it's his uncle. Uh, we don't really know. We just know that they are they have the same name and they're from the same house. Um, but he does definitely know that she is a night owl and he refers to her as such, right? Yeah, so, calls out her night owlness. Yeah. She and is wearing night- the night owl logo right in her face. It, she is. And so the night owl uh, is a bit of a nod to her as the splinter group, less for her house, more for her splinter group that was, that like basically betrayed Death Watch. Yeah,
0: exactly. Very known, which is also like, not friendly to what's going on yeah. inside those caves. Yeah. And Din Djarin and bo walk straight up to the armor and yeah. she's like, oh, so did you go to living water? He's like, we have. And they're like, no, he did. And yeah. he pulls up the sample and she pours the sample of water out into the thing and water's green. Din Djarin's clean, I think is uh, what she says next.
1: It's 100%. That's what it says in the audio description. It's not yeah. what she says, but it's in the audio description.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a loose ghostbuster quote. But also in uh, the first season, when we first see the armor and her introduction to her being the armor, she pours some water into some water and we get some green mystifying. So she's seen the living waters since in a vial as well. This is not her first time we've seen her pour it. We were just not told what that was. Yeah, we were. Unless you connect those dots now
1: yeah we weren't getting that and then this is the water that she's using to temper the different armor for just the connection here for those so when i know that she's
0: making the armors from the living waters and it's almost like sourdough bread where there's always a little bit like there's the mother bread and so she has the mother living waters and she was like well did you did you bathe in these waters and he's like oh for sure behind the ears the whole thing yeah i was all the way in oh and she was like all right then you're you're Mandalorian again, dude. You're back in the group. And then she was like, Bo-Katan, did you bathe in the water? And bo was like, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I totally did. And then, and so she's like, well, you're back now too if you haven't removed your helmet. She's like, ah, I forgot to take off my helmet. I guess I'm back. Um, which is really amazing to, to know that she's upset by this and doesn't like this when she's wearing a helmet the whole time while acting. Yes. Yes, but the hair and makeup people either got to love or hate this, you know.
1: <laughs> one way or the other, right? Yeah, they don't not <laughs> feel
0: kind of about the Mandalorian.
1: They're all the way about. It. <laughs> this is but one now way to just get around hair and makeup, the hair and makeup guild, right?
0: Yeah, it's almost like they went on strike and they're like, we can just do a show where just no one takes their helmet helmets,
1: off. and then well, wait, yeah. what if they take their helmets off? Well, what if they can't? What if there's a creed? Well, there you go, problem solved.
0: Yeah, well, those. Those makeup people can go hang out by the living waters
1: <laughs>
0: because that's where we're gonna need them. Uh yeah, no, so they so yeah, we know she's upset by the whole thing, but she's also now she's Mandalorian. She's seen a mythosaur. she's yeah. understand so she may she may hang in here, have a little bit of a thing. She doesn't have a house to go back to. No, so it's like unhoused. well,
1: so I may as well stick with the creed. So who is the convert in this episode, Aaron? Bo Katan. Well, what about Doctor Pershing?
0: No more mind What, about, what about you G, thought you would, would think G-68? that it, You would think that the convert was pershing the whole episode until the end. Yep. And then you find out that it's spoke to him.
1: Dun dun, dun. <laughs> All right, Andy. Anything I missed on that? I don't think so. I mean, like. I do think, you know, we're, we're glossing over, you know, you could have a field day and the Coruscant stuff as far as like the different call outs for... Oh, there's a lot of species. Yeah. yeah. And there's some speeders in there that, you know, I know are a big deal to some people. And so, and then the shipyard, I think there's probably a few things that, you know, we didn't we didn't call out that are in there. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, I mean, I think those are all the high, uh, the high points. Mm-hmm. All right,
0: perfect. What do you give this episode out of 10, Andy?
1: I give this episode it's tough because i i enjoyed it but it was like super weird to me i guess it was not what i expected Mm -hmm. uh so i guess i don't know maybe on a maybe i'll change my mind by next week remember the the last week or the you rolled it back uh from yeah four and Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna say a seven out of ten okay Uh, a seven out of ten uh yellow astromech droids Um,
0: oh very nice very nice
1: But, uh, but yeah, like, uh, I mean, I'm not displeased or anything, but I did have that kind of moment of, of like, uh, it was a little bit of like, the Cobb Vanth anger that you had. Yeah. (laughs) Where where it was like, y'all better, y'all better make this whole detour pay off because. But this
0: whole thing is clearly
1: foreshadowing
0: into a lot of great things later. Uh, hope. I can't imagine them spending a whole episode and not having any of it pay off. We're going to get more into this. Absolutely.
1: All right. I guess I'm a little skeptical.
0: Okay. That's fine I for you to be skeptical.
1: I, I don't know how far it's going to, I don't know how far we're going to have to go for the payoff. Yeah. It makes me feel a little bit like we've reversed roles here, right? I was full on. I thought this was going to be, important. I thought this bringing back the living
0: water to the armor was going to be the end of the season. It's only yeah. episode three. So I feel yeah. like we're moving really fast. So, we could be getting a lot of these answers very soon.
1: Totally, totally. Um, <clears throat> one thing we didn't we didn't call out is when 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 Din drops out of the gauntlet. It's that's the area where we see, in some of the trailers, the Mandalorians deploy um, out onto Navarra. Uh, just a quick side. Just for oh, cool. Um, but yeah, so like I know, or I get the impression that we may get like. Bo may hang out with the, the covert for a while. And so I do think this is a little bit of a twist that I didn't necessarily expect. Um, yeah. And so, so like, that is cool. Like again, seven out of 10 is pretty good. Um, yeah. I I do. I do like that Bo isn't being necessarily forthright about seeing mm-hmm. the mythosaur. Um, and so, you know, like, so, so I, I do think, I do think we got everything we needed from Din and Bo and that sort of piece, like you're talking, like you're talking about. And so, you know, we got what we needed. But then, right now, it's hard to make sense out of the whole Doctor Persh. It was cool to see Coruscant, but it's it's a little bit of a like juxtaposition there. And again, yeah. like, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't cover Andor, but there's just like intense Andor vibes where it's like, yeah, but we're covering like,
0: Andalorian now, dude. That's what we're doing
1: well but it but it was like a point for me where it was like almost like like favreau had some sort of like like bureaucracy jealousy and we wanted to get uh, you know like there's a lot of that you know this is the same kind of bureaucracy as uh you know new uh what's the uh, what's uh oh can't think of it um there's a rock there's a rock quote I want to say smell
0: what the, the rocks cooking.
1: No, no, no. Like a, a rock band quote. But it's, mm. a, it's a new, you know, like new overlords, same as the old ones. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Like, there is a lot of that in there, but I don't know. Like, I guess it didn't, it didn't hit with what I was expecting. So yeah, right. anyway, that's, I mean, I give it
0: seven out of 10 tongs days. Am I right? Yeah. You know, it's, like totally. it's, I do think it's foreshadowing a lot of things I'm really going to enjoy. But even when I get those payoffs, I'm not going to go back to this episode to rewatch it.
1: Yeah, like the it's not. There's not a lot of rewatching this. The only thing I can imagine is that that you and I like. So you have you watched it a second time? I've only watched it one time through twice. Okay. Did you get anything out of the second watch?
0: Yes. Okay. Um, I got knowing that she was setting him up. Okay. So knowing that she you was going to set him up, I bind, guess you can see, see all the
1: boundary vol- or the boundary violations uh, yeah. and stuff.
0: Yeah. You can really see where the setups were like, oh, she really, she really did lay him in there and yeah. Manipulate. Yeah. It's so I could see that much clearer right. the second. time. Yeah, exactly. So I saw the entrapment happen okay. much clearer. Okay. So before I was like, this feels like a weird friendship. And then before, and then the second time you're like, oh no, she's just doing this and he's just lonely.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess my, my thought is, like, you know, that I hope that it's going to pay off. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, like, part of the... We, Here's the know, weird
0: part about me. I hope it doesn't, you know? I hope we just oh, go okay. on
1: foreshadowing the whole rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll take it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I think it was very interesting. Yeah, perfect. Andy, is this the way? As long as I get my yellow travel biscuits. Gross, dude. Thank mm-hmm. you.